The search for Jeffrey Hodgson was one of the biggest manhunts ever staged on Ibiza. Ibiza is one of the Balearic Islands, an archipelago of Spain in the Mediterranean Sea. A Facebook group was set up to discover what happened to Jeffrey in the aftermath of his disappearance, led by relatives of Jeffrey, and they commented, It became apparent to all those who knew him that there was no way that Jeffrey could have reached this desolate spot unaided, and there was no way he would have attempted or wanted to go there anyway. The easiest way to get to the spot is by boat. It became apparent to all that in the four hours it took to reach the point on the headland where Geoffrey was found, there was no way on this earth that Geoffrey could have reached or would have wanted to reach this point alone. Well, on 15th of October 2002, 15 months after Geoffrey disappeared from his hotel, his body was found by climbers in a very remote headland cliff near Cala Longa. It would appear to investigators that he had been there in that spot since he vanished. How he got there unaided remains a complete mystery. Geoffrey was 38 years old when he disappeared on the island of Ibiza a very popular tourist location for the British and other European nations. Geoffrey's mental age was equivalent to that of an eight-year-old child. Geoffrey is like a kid trapped in a man's body, his mother said. Geoffrey was staying with his parents in the resort. Geoffrey disappeared from the reception area of the Serenis Player Hotel in the resort while his parents were checking in. They had literally only just arrived at the hotel. After the Spanish police's intensive search for Geoffrey failed to find any sign of him, the search was scaled down. His parents didn't give up, however. They, along with friends, handed out more than 100,000 flyers, with details of the missing man funding it themselves. An intensive search for Jeffrey was undertaken within 24 hours, official reports say, but it also seems that an immediate search did not begin. It was reported that a massive search was carried out within a few days after pressure from his family. They were angry that had he been a child like his mental age, then the search would have been more intense and more immediate. It appears that there was a 24-hour delay before the search began because Geoffrey had to be considered a missing person. Police seconded a helicopter and army troops were brought in with sniffer dogs, but they found nothing, no scent to trace, no tracks to follow. Later, a canine dog team also flew out from Yorkshire, England, but they too found no scent to track. After the official search ended, his parents flew back many times to search for him, on one occasion taking a TV crew with them, Fifteen months later, a skeleton with the remains of clothing was found in a dry riverbed. 
People climbing a remote headland cliff near the resort had spotted a body. The strip of clothes left on the body matched the colours of the shorts and t-shirt Geoffrey had been wearing when he disappeared. However, apart from the scraps of clothing, there was little other evidence to help the police identify the body. So it took weeks for DNA tests and dental records to confirm that it was Geoffrey. It was determined that it was likely Geoffrey's body had been there since very soon after he had vanished. However, how he got there is baffling. When Geoffrey's body was found, that should have been an end to a tragic story, said the BBC. But this was just the beginning of a mystery. His body was discovered by two German climbers in a thickly wooded cliff top, an area several kilometres from the hotel, the BBC said. The Spanish police told the devastated family that Geoffrey had found his own way to that remote spot. The family find it hard to believe that Geoffrey could have climbed up the rough, rocky track and then begin a steep descent down the mountainside through thick shrubland. He's handicapped, said his father Derek. He had no coordination. He couldn't get up the stairs at Main Road, the football stadium, when I used to take him to football without me having to support him. His parents, absolutely incredulous that their disabled son could have made it to the location in which his body was found, attempted to retrace his steps. Their group, comprising an experienced walker and also a retired member of the elite parachute regiment, were severely scratched and cut by the multitude of thorn bushes on the hillside, and even though they took sufficient water with them, they said they had to take frequent rests because the heat of the September day became too much for them. In the height of the summer, when Geoffrey disappeared, the heat would have been far worse, and Geoffrey had had no water with him. Well, in their effort to retrace the steps that they were told Geoffrey must have taken alone, firstly, the group were taken in a police 4x4 vehicle up a road that leads up the headland behind the hotels in Kalalonga. After 1.2 kilometres, it was no longer safe to proceed by vehicle and the party had to proceed on foot for a further 25-minute climb up a steep rocky dirt track estimated to be a further two kilometres, the terrain being apparently not unlike Jacob's ladder climb in Edale, Derbyshire. Well, the police then indicated that the party would need to leave the track and head off down into a ravine. Such was the nature of the landscape, his family say, comprising of dense, thorny bushes, trees and very rocky ground that only a few of the fittest party were able to continue. They said, despite numerous warnings from the police that it may be too dangerous to continue, a few members of the party managed to reach the precise spot where Geoffrey had been found.
it had taken a further 35 minutes since leaving the dirt track to reach this spot through very dense undergrowth. In fact, at times, the party had to resort to clambering on all fours. Following a brief discussion with the police accompanying them, the police vacated the area at the family's request and his brothers, David and Stephen, were able to lay flowers at the spot. At the request of the deceased man's parents, Beryl and Derek, video footage and still photographs were taken showing the spot where Geoffrey had been found, as well as all along the route from where he originally went missing, all along through their retraced steps. A private meeting with the police was then held in order that the family could present all of the questions they had about the strange circumstances of Geoffrey's disappearance and the even stranger location in which his deceased body was then found. And it was reported, it is the opinion of Geoffrey's family that he could not have walked over three kilometres up a steep, rocky mountain track and then wandered down into a ravine for a further half an hour through thick undergrowth, particularly bearing in mind that he had gone missing at night time. It would have been pitch black, completely dark. The report continues, Jeffrey's family not only feel that he would have been practically physically incapable of making such a journey without substantial assistance, but also that it is quite simply not in his nature to attempt to do so. The BBC reported, Jeffrey has always been attracted to people, noise and activity. To his family, it's therefore inconceivable that Geoffrey would choose to wander three kilometres up a dark mountainside, in preference to exploring somewhere as lively as Calalonga, his family say. So the situation is that the Spanish police feel that Geoffrey has wandered off to the spot where he was eventually found some 15 months later which in itself gives a fair idea of how remote the spot was, whereas Geoffrey's family are unable to accept this conclusion and cannot comprehend why Geoffrey would have attempted or how he could have achieved such an arduous trek. The views and concerns of the family were shared by many of their friends, both on and off Ibiza. Just what did happen in between Geoffrey going missing and his body being found in a ravine more than three kilometres away? There are so many unanswered questions. Even more curiously is the fact that Geoffrey supposedly went there without water and his clothes were untouched and in perfect condition when he was found. Yet his parents' clothes had been covered in vegetation by the time they fought their way through the thick bushes to reach the spot where he was found. On July the 12th, 2004, Geoffrey's inquest was heard by the coroner in Stockport, Cheshire. Evidence was heard by Spanish police and Greater Manchester police, who stuck to their theory of possible misadventure. 
However, in light of the overwhelming evidence from the family in the form of photographs and video evidence taken when they had attempted to retrace his journey on the night he disappeared, together with a subsequent BBC documentary, the coroner ruled an open verdict. The unanswered questions still linger, however, ever-present in his family's mind. His father said, We were led to believe there were no specks of blood on him. When we came back out, our legs were cut to ribbons. We had gashes and cuts all over us, and pine needles sticking out of our clothing and trainers. His mother Beryl said, His Stockport County football shirt, which is a silky shirt, would be pulled all over, but it wasn't. They also still felt it was physically impossible for their son to have reached that location, so remote and so inaccessible. At the time of their reenactment, their group had to resort to clambering on all fours just to get through the thick woodland after such an arduous journey that the police escorting them had continually urged them to go back as it was too dangerous to continue any further. So what could have made Geoffrey possibly end up here? And how on earth did he get there? Unmarked, his clothes in pristine condition when found. The spot was so remote that despite the fact that they had specialist dog trackers come onto the island, he wasn't found. Even more bewildering is that the dogs didn't seem to be able to pick up Geoffrey's scent to track him. They couldn't find the route that he'd taken. So how could that possibly be? And how did Geoffrey get there? As his parents say, how did Geoffrey come to be all alone on a remote headland, visited only by mountaineers?